G'day and welcome to the Head Shepherd Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Ferguson, CEO at NextGen Agri. At the Head Shepherd Podcast, we focus on all things livestock through the stories of the people that farm them and the people that study them and work with them on a daily basis. We get to work in amazing locations like I am today at Glenthorne Station here in the South Island of New Zealand. At NextGen Agri, our tagline is farming in our hearts, science in our heads. And we live that out every day and you'll certainly hear that coming out in the Head Shepherd podcast. Before we start today's episode, I really do want to thank again Allflex, our sponsors, and now the MSD team for continuing to support our podcast. It really is fantastic to have such a great, great collaboration. And the combined forces is pretty exciting for Australasian agriculture. The science of, of healthier animals through through ID and, and through the through the animal health products like the Cooper's Range, which is an MSD product that we might be more familiar with. Fantastic to have such a close alignment with those two companies now. Just really exciting to continue Head Shepherd. We've, we've gone past our 50 episodes. We're into season five now. Fantastic to see the podcast continue to grow. Thank you to all those that continue to support us and, and give us feedback. It's, it's really is awesome. We better get on with the show. Welcome back to Hedge Shepherd. Really excited this week to have Rosie O'Reilly with us. Welcome, Rosie. Oh, thanks for having me, Ferg. No worries. Uh, yeah, so Rosie's, what's your title there at Lampro? Uh, operations Manager. Cool. And uh, yeah, I thought we might just get started with a bit about your background for those who don't know much about you um, and your sort of career up until now. Yep. So I, I grew up in um, southern New South Wales in a small town called Narandra um, on a yeah, pretty small sheep and cattle enterprise. Um, yeah, alongside three siblings, and we all loved being involved in it and got to be a part of all parts of the business. Um, so I think, yeah, from a young age, really developed a passion for livestock production. And then, yeah, once I finished school, sort of followed that passion and went and studied a Bachelor of Animal Science at, at UNE. All right, cool. And then straight into Lampro or? No, from there I actually um, went up to Queensland for a couple of years and worked on a beef cattle feedlot, um, specialising in high-quality beef, um, doing mainly long-fed Angus and long-fed Wagyu to go into the export market. Um, so I actually started on a graduate program and got to rotate around the whole business. Um, so whether that was milling grain, um, dealing with nutritionists to formulate rations um, or processing cattle, riding pens, logistics. Yeah, just got exposed to all parts of the feedlot, um, which was awesome. And then finished the grab program and, and went into a supervisor's role in the mill. Um, yeah, so that was a big learning curve. I think I was 23 at the time and had a team of eight. Um, yeah, 23 up to age 65 and was the only female in the team, but no, it was a good experience and learn a lot from it. Um, yeah, it's something that I'm really grateful that I had the opportunity to do. And, yeah, while I was uh, the female supervisor, Tom approached me um, to come and work for him. And at that time, I'd, I'd been up north for about um, six years, so I was, I was ready to probably venture back south. Um, and, yeah, moved down. Um, I'm now based at Holbrook. Um, so for the Kiwis, if you think on the map, Smack bang in the middle of Melbourne and Sydney, um, you'll find Holbrook. Um, yeah, so that's yeah about an hour and a half away from home from where I grew up. So, yeah, been here for the last five years. Awesome. Cool. How did Tom know to 
poach you out of a, a feed milling job? <laughs> I actually, used, when I was at school, I used to come over and do a bit of um, holiday work for him. Um, and when I was at yeah, my final year of uni, I did an honours project in sheep genetics, um, looking at G by E interactions. And, yeah, he knew I'd done it, um, but I decided to go north and, yeah, I'm not sure why I poached, but <laughs> here we are today. <laughs> worked out well for all. Yeah, awesome. So your current role at Lampro, you, yeah, could just tell us a bit about what that is and what that means and how that's changed since uh, that first poaching? Um, yeah, so a big part of it is managing the database for the seed stock business. Um so in 2022, we're just, we're just actually finalizing our joining numbers, but we'll join just over 10,000 seed stock ewes. Um, and there'll be over four different breeding programs. Um, our biggest one's our, our prime line maternal. And then we have three other terminal programs. Um, but yeah, my, I guess my role is uh, managing that database for those seed stock ewes, but then coordinating a team to ensure we can collect all the data that goes with seed stock production. Um, data is the core of our business and it's what we make all of our decisions on. Um, so we have to collect accurate um, and timely data. Um, so that's, yeah, that's a big part of my role. Um, and then dealing with um, contractors, whether it's uh, shearers, muscle scanners, preg scanners, um, RAM videographers, yeah, whatever comes with producing seed stock. Yeah, cool. So, you're, what's your how big's your team under you now, or working with you? Yeah, so working alongside um, four others. Um, yeah, so there it's actually quite a young team. Um, there's there's four of us under, well, still in our twenties, and then yeah, Duck's our our maintenance man, and and he's got a lot of knowledge in everything. <laughs> so thank God we've got Duck. But um, yeah, we've got a yeah, a great breeding manager in Georgia, and. Um, Young Daniel and Corey, they do a hell of a lot of work as well. So, yeah, we're really fortunate. For most people, thinking about 10,000 seed stock users bring a tear to their eye, and particularly, I guess, when you tell us that you then tag all them at birth, I presume you still do that? Yeah, still tagging everything at birth. Yeah. Um, yeah. It goes for goes for five months, so it is, it is quite a job. <laughs> so I guess for those who haven't experienced that, that life, you've probably, I don't know, I've said tens of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of lambs. That, oh, not quite, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> plenty anyway, plenty of lambs around. Um, what's that typical day look like when you're when lambing's yeah. on? Yeah, when it's in full swing, um, it can be quite busy. Um, I think my record's two, 2.30 lambs in one day. Um, yeah, but, I mean, not every day you're tagging that many. Some days you're down to... 10. <laughs> so it is spread out over quite a long period, but that's because we've got so many different um, joining programs. But, yeah, when we're in peak of maternal lambing, it's um, it's busy. So what sort of data are you collecting at birth? So birth, um, just dam, birth weight, birth type, rear type, and weight. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, no, quite a hell of a job at that scale. Um most people get sick of it after 500, but yeah, thousands is the. Um, As I said earlier, we've got a very um, young and enthusiastic team. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what you'd want. Um, yeah, big congratulations on winning the Xana McDonald Award for 2021 for the Australian recipient of, of that, which I think is the most prestigious award for young people in ag. So uh, that's that's pretty awesome. You must have been stoked when you received that news. 
yeah, I was um, I was shocked. Um, we're up in Orange for the award ceremony, and I was definitely gobsmacked. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was extremely humbling, and um, yeah, one that I didn't think that I was certainly going to win. Yeah, yeah, cool. So for those who don't know, uh, the Xander McDonald Award is um, yeah was one. Well, as for a while, it's been it's both across Australia and New Zealand, um, and with COVID and other things, it's now being a recipient in both both sides of the ditch. Um, yeah, and it recognises sort of young leaders in agriculture that I guess have have already demonstrated that I guess more than potential, they've already demonstrated that they're they're going to have a big impact on ag. So certainly um, would have been a big pull that even to get in the finalist is is a pretty cool gig, and and to get further um, is is awesome. What does what does that award mean for you in the next? next few few months or years yeah so it's already it's provided some um, pretty amazing opportunities um so my husband john and i went on a mentoring trip that comes with the program um earlier this year so you, with the program you get to do um, a week-long mentoring trip in australia and a week in new zealand and yeah with covid we haven't quite got to new zealand but we've done the australian one which was phenomenal um so that they actually provide a pilates plane to charter you around the countryside and visit Triple P members, which is an incredible opportunity in itself. Um, so back in May, um, we headed up to Brisbane. Uh, it's that, the week started in Brisbane and, yeah, just visited um, a couple of incredible Triple P members um, in Brizzy and then had a dinner um, on the second night with those 15 um, Triple P members there that, yeah, it was just there was no press in the room and it was really open discussion, which something, um, you, it's something so hard to describe, but it was, yeah, it was just incredible. I think four of the people um, at the table represented 1.2 million cattle um, and owned, I think it was 15.4 million hectares. That's, that's equivalent to like England. <laughs> so, like just to have these people in the room was, yeah, and be so open and candid with you was, was just awesome. Um, and then from there, chartered out to Condamine, um, to one of the MDH feedlots, um, their finishing operation. Um, and then from there, we actually went and visited Xander's um, home property, Devoncourt, um, and stayed with his parents, Don and Chris, um, as well as Julie, um, Xander's wife. So that was, that was really special. Um, and then, yeah, it's just that was, that was incredible to see, um, yeah, what, what MDH is doing and at their headquarters where a lot of the decisions are made. Um, and then, yeah, continue to venture north um, to another MDH block up in the Gulf um, and then finished over at Tipperary Station in the Northern Territory, so all in five days. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a lot of travel and it was, yeah, brain overload, but something both John and I will be forever grateful for. Yeah, one of the benefits of a charter plane is you get to sleep in a country quite quickly in the Pil- and travel in, yeah. travel in style on the Pilatus. Yeah, absolutely. I can assure you, John and I have never travelled in that sort of style before. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was lucky to sneak a ride with Jack, the recipient last year over here, so I managed to get a bit of time in the plus. That was pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> very comfortable. Yeah, yeah. No, that same openness and candidness when you get over to New Zealand, and and the same. Yeah, you'll have the same experience. It's a really, it's a network of people who just yeah, wrap themselves around the, the award winners, which is which is really cool and to to really advance those young people like yourself in the industry. So, it's, um, yeah, I'm very, very uh, grateful and excited to be a little, have a little bit of association with the award and, and yeah, it's great to great to see what it will do in the next few years as it, as it continues to develop. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, we might get into some tougher questions. Well, they're not that tough, but the um, <laughs> <laughs> um, some more open questions, I suppose. But I guess, yeah, just a random question. But what excites you about the future of livestock agriculture in Australia? Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of exciting things happening in that space. Um, I think technology is huge, um, and I think it's evolving so quickly. Um, I look back on like I've only been with Tom for five years, and yeah, the technology that we now use, and we certainly weren't even thinking about it five years ago. Um, just in this year's joining, um, we've used we've done an extensive sex semen program, which is a game game changer for us. Um, yeah, like, but for us, I think, yeah, you've really got to embrace that technology. If there's so many exciting opportunities, but whether the industry can go forward is going to be dependent on if we embrace that. Um, yeah, so I think that's a big part that's exciting. Um, and those technologies are also going to just make people's management decisions so much easier, um, take the complexity out of trying to be a farmer. Um, yeah, I think that's the biggest exciting part about it. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, Sex Salmon's got, like when it first came about, you sort of think, well, what's, you need males and females, so what would you do? But obviously you would, some use you sort of know that you want females out of and some use you want males out of, or how do, how do you? Yeah, so this year we did totally male semen. Um, so a big challenge for us is we can't fulfil ram orders currently. Um, so trying to be able to, how do we multiply ram numbers quickly to ensure we can fulfil our clients' needs? Um, so this year we did 400 used to male semen. And we actually had a 75% stick rate, which, yeah, was crazy um, and very exciting. Um, I think there's only been four programs done in Australia so far um, with sex semen in sheep. I mean, there's plenty of it in cattle, but to be able to do that at a larger scale, um, yeah, it's, it, it was very exciting. And a lot of those rams sold in our auction only a month ago. Yeah, yeah. The, um, what sort of hit rate in terms of how good the drafting was? How many aren't males? Yep, so it was eighty nine percent were males. Yeah, so it's pretty accurate, really. It's about as good as yeah. I, about as good as I go on a drafting gate. So be- <laughs> <laughs> Can't comment on that one. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, that uh, no, was very exciting. We're actually, um, yeah, trying to still build new numbers. So this year we'll try and do some um, sex semen female. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. AI programs. Yeah, no, it's um, certainly. So, yeah, and I've been. Well, associated with one other program, and it was similar, very high conception rate, and pretty yeah. pretty high accuracy. So it's pretty, um, yeah, certainly certainly means we've got a bit more control over because um, there's some, yeah, a bit more control over what we do, which is awesome. Yeah, well, going into it, the, we weren't filled with great hope. There was, you know, it it might go this well or it might go this well. So to have, yeah, that high stick rate, we're like, geez, this is awesome. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, nice. yeah. That's and it all goes in collected fresh, and then. Sorted then, yeah, in, yeah. Yeah, so it all happened down at Camperdown and it was, yeah, the, they had to sort and then drive up to Holbrook the same night to yeah. be able to inseminate the following morning. So it's, yeah, huge importance on timing. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So, yeah, someone was driving through the night to get it to us, which we are very grateful for. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just to give, we've had Tom on the podcast before, as people remember, but in terms of scale, what's sort of, um, in terms of the Lampro business, how many, how many ewes go to Lampro Rams? Uh, so this year, um, in 2021, our clients would have produced over a million lambs side by Lampro Rams, um, and that's about 
The client base now stands at just over 350 land producers and they range from Gyra in northern New South Wales right throughout Victoria, South Australia and down into Tassie. Yeah, cool, yeah. So a very, very large sea stock produce, production business and, uh, and yeah, massive success. Um, in your role, Ampro, I've seen a few of your videos and stuff. You get out and about a bit uh, and obviously you're interacting with 350 businesses. What stands out? To you, amongst those that are kind of more successful than than average, yeah, um, we are really fortunate to be able to um, see our genetics perform in such varied environments. Um, and there is, yeah, there's certainly things that stand out. Our, our highest benchmarking clients are definitely those that that know their numbers, and that's numbers on everything. Um, they don't just know their sheep; they know their soils. Um, yeah, they can just put a number on everything, and and they can bring that number right down to how many kilograms of lambs have we weaned per hectare. Um, that's, I'd say that's our most profitable clients. That's what's, yeah, those guys that are up the top. Um, yeah, they just know their numbers. And they, yes. And I think that's what, I think that's what draws them into the Lampro um, service is because there's so much data collected and behind those sheep that they can select those rams with confidence. Yeah. Yeah, it would be a self-selecting clientele and – um, I often think that in our business as well, you end up working with a particular type of producer that, yeah, that embrace the same sort of things, like the same tech, the same numbers and the same, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they're open to new ideas and, and they want to hear your input. They're not, they're not just coming to buy rams. They want, they want more information. They thrive on information. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, cool. Um, last month, yeah, back in November, Lampro smashed, I don't know, all of the sale records, I think, but um, um, I can't remember the stats, but over a 1,000 primeline lambs, ram lambs sold for, I think, what, four, four and a half average or something? Um, yeah, so we did um, 1,045 rams um, in the maternals and then we actually do our auction over two days. So the Thursday is our terminal auction and we did 336 on the Thursday and then, yeah, Friday we did 1,045. Um, yeah, so full clearance on the Friday in the primeline maternals. Um, I guess the thing that's always impressive about the maternal, well, all of our rams is they're sold as ram lambs. Um, so these lambs were born from May through to July and they're now being sold in the auction in November. Um, at, yeah, they've got to be over 50 kilos essentially to get into that auction. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I guess for you as in your position, you've got to get all the measurements done and the data sorted and work out which ones you're keeping, which ones you're selling and, and all that in yeah, relatively. That's a headache. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tight, it really is a tight turnaround. Yeah. So we finished collecting data. Our last opportunity to select or collect data and submit into sheep genetics is the 15th of October. Yeah. And that's, so for that, that week prior, we do, this year we scanned 2,400 ram lambs, muscle and fat scanned. Um, and yeah, that data all went in on the 15th. And then we have a week for them to process data and then we get four days to select stud rams <laughs> and then we start cataloging. Yeah. So it's it's such a tight turnaround. Yeah. But, um, yeah, congratulations again on that huge result um, in terms of the sale. It, um, yeah, it must have been a hell of a day for, for you and the team and just to see your hard work pay off is always it's what it's all about at the end of the day is seeing, seeing your hard work turn into product and see those clients not just returning, but returning with gusto and, and growing in number is, is always awesome to see. What are you 
in in your thoughts at least, what do you attribute the success of Lampro to? Um, I think there's a lot of um, a lot of things that combine to yeah generate that success. I think yeah, Tom's vision certainly is a big big contributor. Um, I'd probably never tell it to his face, but <laughs> I reckon he'll be listening. He's very much a visionary. Um, yeah, so his vision for what sort of industry needs in five years' time and what our clients need um, to be the most profitable is is a huge um, driver. But we do substantial progeny testing programs every year. Um, this year we'll do four cohorts of progeny testing where we collect that data. Um, we've got full pedigrees on the year and then progeny test uh, this year we'll do over 65 rams where we'll make up, you need about 10 ewes to each thigh and then you'll collect fertility data, you'll collect lambing data, we'll then collect um, weaning data, post-weaning data, and we'll go right through to carcass data. And it's by doing those progeny test programs, we can really produce industry-relevant genetics. Um, and by having those genetics that are really relevant, that what clients need to be profitable, I think that draws continues to bring clients back. Um, yeah, I think the other thing is, uh, the service that we provide clients, I guess. Um, when you, when you come and buy Rams with us, it's not you buy Rams and that's, that's the only touch point you've got for the whole year. If we're constantly talking to clients throughout the whole year, whether that's trying to help them optimize joinings, how do we run our use going into lambing? What age should we wean lambs this year, given the season we're having? How do we um, manage those lambs once we're through weaning? Um, yeah, it's it's constant information that we're always giving and those touch points that we continually have with our clients that I think has been the big driver that's um, been able to ensure that our client base is actually people that have been here for a long time. Um, a lot of our clients have been buying rams off Tom for over 10 years. So, it's, yeah, it, there's, a, there's a solid client base there, um, which I think is a big success. And I guess I touched on it earlier, the other, the other thing that attributes this success is our team. Um, without our team, we wouldn't be able to collect as much data as we do and produce the, the sheep that we do. That was very long-winded. Sorry, Ferg. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's perfect. I think, I think the, um, I mean, that final bit, I mean, I think there's, yeah, there's obviously two key elements. It's, it's the leadership from Tom and that vision. And then, yeah, then you, and then all smart people put good teams around them to get the work done and, and, there must be a hell of a lot of passion in the team and like a real desire to. Yeah. And the thing is, we're always on the, the same, we're always on the same page. We know why we've got to collect all this data to be able to achieve what we're trying to achieve. Yeah. Um, and that, that there is reason behind what we're doing. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Cool. <laughs> the, um, there'll be future Rosie O'Reilly's out there listening. And yeah, I guess what would, what would your message to them be for those people that might be just finishing their ag degree or just going to high school or whatever? What's the uh, what have been the I guess what are the things that you found to be to bring you success? Um, I think listening, you'll always learn something from everyone. Um, it doesn't matter who you're working with or where you are. Just yes, yeah, you've got something to learn from everyone. But I, I do strongly believe um, getting your hands dirty and in industry is where you'll learn the most. Um, you can't go and give advice to someone if you haven't experienced um, experience, experienced that. Um, that's something that I really 
I really enjoy working at Land Pro because I'm always involved in the business and how we manage our sheep and what we do on farm. So I find it quite easy to talk to clients because we're in the same situation. We've had, for example, this year, everyone's had a lot of rain. There's a lot of feed. Um, I know how we're dealing with our use so I can help them deal with their use. Um, yeah, so getting getting that dirt under your fingernails, I guess, um, would has certainly helped me anyway. Oh, yeah, cool. Uh, awesome, Rosie. Um, yeah, congratulations again on on both the Xenomy Run Award and that massive sale and really looking forward to when the borders open to see you over here in New Zealand and uh, um, hope, I'm sure we'll get, we'll catch up while you're here and show, yeah, show, can't wait. show, you, show you a bit of the, of the action on this side of the ditch. But, yeah, no, thanks very much for coming on. It's been, a, been great to have a chat. No, thanks for having me, Ferg. Thanks for listening in to this episode of Season 5 of the Head Shepherd Podcast. A big thanks to the talented Sophie Barnes for producing this podcast. It's not easy to make me sound sensible every week, but Sophie does a fantastic job. Thanks again to our friends at Allflex. They're wonderful supporters of the Australian and New Zealand livestock industries. Now combined with MSD Animal Health, they offer one of New Zealand and Australia's largest livestock product portfolios. They've joined forces to focus on animal health and management, and their products are all backed up by that exceptional service that we know them for. We really do enjoy our long-term association with Allflex and sincerely thank them for sponsoring this episode. And that's over and out at the Head Shepherd Podcast.